0: Welcome to Zombie Beach.
1: I always feel like I should be dancing like Uma Thurman during the
0: Podcasting from the inside of a giant circus tent that looks suspiciously like a massive hookah, this is Zombie Beach Podcast. I'm your announcer and man who's just ignited a giant prayer candle to the tech gods, Jerry. With me, of course, is Dan and Pat. And because Dan is head clown in this tent, take it away, Dan.
1: Wow, head clown. (laughs) (laughs) I've been called a lot of things in my life, but I believe head clown is uh, one that... I'm, I'm going to put it on a business card now. Now it's just a done deal. Well, I'm to Just excited. make sure people know that, ex- it's
0: not, that you're a head and a clown. Well, yes, it's
1: true. The clown. <laughs> Dan, are you
2: there?
0: Do we lose him? No. No. A we what? blew him off. The... It's oh, st- wait, wait.
1: Can you there hear he me is. now? Can you hear me now? Yeah yeah okay i don't know what happened all right i'm not (laughs) touching anything i'm not touching anything all right well now the the clown's head is now back in the tent so uh (laughs) but uh let me tell you i'm just so excited about this week's episode i can't even begin to tell you how excited i am about this week's episode (laughs) that's like repeating myself twice for the sake of uh you know another take but uh (laughs) So this, uh, this week, we are uh, taking a look, uh, dissecting the, the seminal piece of cinematic film work that probably, if nothing else, has revolutionized uh, movie-making history more than the film Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I can't even begin to tell you how much I love this film from the first moment I saw it. Um, on, on VHS, actually, uh, yeah. the first time I saw it, because, uh, number one, I don't even remember it being released in the theater, uh, let alone uh, anywhere else or on you know HBO at the time. And I was, like, so enthralled when I picked up the um... – now, all right, take a step back. Does this remind you of anything? Remember when you would go to Blockbuster or any of those video stores and you would browse around looking for a movie – wasn't it pretty much the same as when you were buying albums, you would pick up albums and look at the album art and you would go, Oh my gosh, this looks amazing. And you would take it home and it turns out to be a great record. Uh, That's kind of how it was looking for movies at blockbuster or video stores. Like you would pick up the box and look at the artwork and go, Oh, I'm totally on board with this. And that's how it was with killer clowns from outer space. I loved, I love the schlocky, uh, uh, a typography. I loved how it was so over the top. If, if not short of a Tim Burton, esque type film. Uh, I, I just, I just can't say more good things about this film.
0: You know, the bringing that, that makes me wonder how much this film may have influenced Tim Burton.
1: Yeah. What, uh, what was the year it was made? I don't have anything in front of me. 1988. <clears throat> I'm sure it had to have had some sort of some sort of influence on him, I would think. I mean, how could it not? I mean it's Well, it's uh, sure I mean,
0: if if you watch Beetlejuice, it the there is a lot of resemblance thematically in the at least in the visuals. Right. And it's like Tim Burton took the, the killer clowns and then really refined it.
1: Right, right. I think so. Well, now, before we... Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
0: Before we what? Hello? (laughs) Oh, no. Dan, we lost you. (laughs) (laughs) We lost you, man.
2: (sighs) Lord (sighs) have
0: mercy. (laughs) Oh, Lord. I wonder if that means we're not going to get his... Okay, he's back.
2: (laughs) While he's getting on, uh, Killer Clowns from the Wikipedia... Uh, it's a 1988 American science fiction horror comedy, written, directed, and produced by the Chiodo Brothers.
1: Well, you know, uh, so much for that prayer to the tech gods, we should have sacrificed a virgin. <laughs> I think so. I think so. So anyway, uh, what I was going for was I wanted to get your guys' initial reaction to the film, because I, I could go on for the whole hour by myself talking about how much I love this film, how wonderful it was, and how it, hit all of the cylinders so many times, but I want to start with Jerry first uh, and, and get what you thought of when you first saw, like, I don't know if you watched the trailer first or what you did, but I just want to know uh, your initial reaction.
0: Well, you know, I, I saw it a long time ago on the VHS days and I had like two or three memories of it. Like I remembered the very end and uh, so I started watching it again, and I didn't remember everything that had happened up until then. So it was pretty much with fresh eyes. And I, I do have to say that if you guys are going to force me to watch horror, this is the kind of horror I like watching. This was great. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with this. Um, and uh, like, uh, and I, I saw Pat and his wife had a, a review on uh, yes. Uh, Facebook.
1: Yes, I saw and I have that.
0: to agree with, with what she said, uh, even though the acting was bad and everything, I actually cared about all the characters. So they did their job. I was invested in the story. Right.
2: Yeah. As, as unfathomable as that story was, (laughs) it
1: could happen. What do you mean? It could totally happen.
2: (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with you people. Yeah. Uh, for, for our listeners, um, my wife and I, you know, when we, when we watch a, a movie, we'll do a review of it on Facebook. It's, it's what we've, it's what, what we do in, in COVID COVID land. It,
0: it's, it's your and, COVID therapy. Yeah, yes. that's
2: what we do. And, and so, uh, what was it? It was like Friday night, I guess. Uh, she, she said, well, what do you want to watch? And I said, well, you know, I got to watch this thing for, for the podcast. And, I don't think you're going to want to watch (laughs) it. She said, what? It's like killer clowns from outer space. You hate clowns. She says, no, no, because they are killer clowns. Then I can watch it because that fits into my whole motif and mythology here. That's (laughs) funny.
1: Oh my God! So
2: and she loved it, man. She she really gushed over it, and I have to agree with her. This was the first time that we'd seen it. Um, As I mentioned, while you were fiddling around with your um, with your 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 audio stuff, Dan, um, this was done in 1988, and at that time, she and I were were either working or about to go to. uh, uh, grad school so you know we kept asking ourselves you know how did we miss this thing I, I i knew the title maybe but that was about it i'd never seen it so this was this was a completely fresh new film for us and like i said i i, I loved it i thought it was very clever i thought they were uh, for 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 what they had to work with i thought they were very clever about it and I liked it. It was very enjoyable.
0: I wonder if it was influenced by Killer Tomatoes. Um, Because I know Killer Tomatoes <coughs> has actually got some sequels out, but I don't think this one does. This was like a one-off deal. And the, the three brothers said, yeah, we made a movie. We're done. Moving on. <laughs>
2: Well, apparently the, the, the brothers, um, Stephen, Charles, and Edward, um, yeah. were, um, were, were were like props folks, special effects guys in the film oh, industry. Oh, okay. And they, they had an idea for a film. So they, they made it themselves. You know, um, this was a com- completely independent production here. Uh, no, I loved
0: the, uh, the actor who played principal warmer. Uh, oh yeah. The, uh, the, who, who in animal house. Played yeah. Team warmer. Yeah. Uh, so and it was basically the same character as a cop.
2: Except <laughs> even, even, even more over the top.
0: <laughs> I know. You're not going to make fun of me. I'll show you, you bunch of, what do you call it? He was was pissed off because they were college-educated
2: hooligans with
0: their fancy homes.
2: Dan's still trying to get back on here again. Oh, he (laughs) he's off again. Oh, boy. (laughs) This isn't sounding good here.
0: (laughs) Well, as long as as we get his audio...
2: Can you hear me
1: now? (laughs) We can... Yeah. Oh, you, Wait, you know what? I, you know what happened? It, for whatever reason, I have to touch the screen every couple moments because it goes, when it goes into sleep mode, uh, it disconnects oh. me. But I did hear everything you guys said. And I, oh, okay. I, okay. Agree, okay. I agreed. Uh, the guy that played Dean Wormer. what's his, what, the, what's the actor's name?
2: Uh, his name is... Dean
1: Wormer. Dean Wormer. <laughs> yeah. Ironically, that worked out well for him.
2: John John Vernon as John Deputy Vernon. Curtis Mooney. Yes, yes,
1: Mooney, that's right. Yes. Well, now, I have to say, one of my favorite lines in this film, and I have used it in so many different iterations, for uh-huh. completely out of context, at any point, like, <laughs> like something will be going on and I'll say what are you going to do with them pies, boys? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that struck me as one of the funniest damn things. Like the clown's sitting there with the pies in their hands. Like, you know what's going to happen, and he knows what's going to okay. happen. And it's like, oh, my God. It's classic, classic filmmaking.
2: You know what, Dan? This this film reminds me, I would even say plot structure, but, even, but just this overall... Um, what do Goofy. I want to say? Uh, uh, the, uh, the overall, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think feeling that, that 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 this film uh, exudes is this reminds me of our uh, of our screenplay that we wrote.
1: That, oh that we yeah, got. we keep referencing that back. We may have to actually make that film. Well,
2: I, I don't know about that, <laughs> but 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 it's it, it's in the same ballpark,
1: you know. Well, I think, it's a, I think it is an overarching theme. The, the theme itself is actually general. You know, it's, it's uh, ordinary people in extraordinary circumstance. And I mean, if you think about it, how would people react if this giant circus tent spaceship landed <laughs> in the woods and these messed up looking clowns come out and they're like, they want to uh, cocoon us in cotton candy and eat us as food. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and,
0: and put her girlfriend in a bubble. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Which I thought, by the way, the popcorn shooting guns are hilarious and such <laughs> a low budget effect that I, that I think it's brilliant. And the, the candy, candy, uh, cotton candy pods. Oh, right. God. It's brilliant.
2: You know what right. I loved about this, Dan, is that there's they, they they didn't even bother with a backstory to explain. No.
1: No, you didn't need a backstory. <laughs> what? How? are What are you going to go into the clown origin film? It's like a prequel. It's like uh, <laughs> I don't even know what kind of origin story it would have. Like, I, well, yeah. it's like
2: why? Why are they from outer space, and why do they know clown culture? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, wait, what, wait a minute. No, they did. They
0: did. They were. They were talking about it. Um, I think it was the boyfriend and the. And the cop, the young cop, were saying something about what if they came back as they, they arrived a long time ago. Right. Ancient astronauts, and that's where we got clowns from.
1: Well now that's a possibility. That's a possibility.
0: They they threw that out there when they were walking through the woods.
2: <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that.
0: You
1: know, we forgot about the one main piece of the film that ties everything together. How sad is that? it explains a lot of things. It's like they should have had archeological drawings at the beginning of like on the pyramids, where the pyramid guy is, and there's like a clown. There's bozo. <laughs> they're bozo exactly. Bozo's holding a cat or something like they're going to put him in a tomb, you know, or a dung beetle, something like that. They're, 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 there, there was a huge missed opportunity here. Huge missed opportunity. That would have been hilarious. Could you even imagine? That would have been. A, that would have been hieroglyphs, and then there's bozo. There's a bozo with the frilly suit and like, oh my there's- god.
0: There's your sequel, right? Yeah.
1: there. <laughs> and, and you bus is talking to Bozo, and they're pointing to the sky with a big circus tent. I it could, it, I think it could, uh, I think it could work. We could do, my God, we could totally do the sequel or the prequel to that movie. <laughs> All right, so Pat, obviously you love the film, Jerry. Uh, you you really enjoyed it. Yeah, two clown thumbs up. So what would you what would you say, Jerry? Because I want to really. Uh, uh, because i know horror b- by and large is not your favorite genre of film now obviously schlocky horror not, not yeah. to be confused with the schlocky horror picture show uh but <laughs> but like what was it, it what was it about this film that actually drew you in and made you sit through the whole uh you know whatever number of minutes it was
0: well i also i oh. think it's because uh there's a science fiction angle to it. But also, it was it. I love campy humor, right? So even if it's, I mean, I like I like the Scream movies, you know? Really? Like they're they're silly, you know? Am I thinking of right? No, um, is it Scream?
1: The the one with the the ghost face guy that it's a slasher film, really?
0: Yeah, but it's it's a comedy. <clears>
2: oh
1: <throat> well, yeah, it? I get. Well, it kind
0: of it tries There's a to lot
2: be. of. Co- there's, there's a lot of tongue in cheek stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. So, it's so sort I mean, of a tongue of
0: cheek, I don't I don't take it I mean, I I don't connect with the characters enough to to be horrified that they're dying because I I know it's play acting. Right. You know? Right. even subconsciously I know it's play acting. Whereas if it's a really intense horror movie and especially if it shows people being killed brutally for our entertainment i have a problem with it right well
1: i don't know but i think the uh, the clown doing the uh, shadow puppets on the wall and then turning into a tyrannosaurus rex and eating the people in front of him was fairly horrifying
2: that was one of the coolest things that i it have ever it was and it was actually, actually michelle actually, I and i was michelle I was and i were like We were ecstatic. <laughs> Just watching that.
0: It was really good animation. It
2: was great, man. And it was so, it was so clever. Yes, it was so exactly. Creative. And and you know what we really enjoyed about it was it seemed to me like that that was the the last gasp of the eighties because all of the um, uh, all the set decoration, everything you know. Granted, they you know they were doing quote unquote clown d- design if you will, but all the colors were, were from early 80s, you know, these purples and yellows and, you know hot pink th- and all yeah, that hot, stuff yeah, all kind of phosphorescent kind of stuff and, you know, the the uh, the the leading male guy, not the not the policeman, was wearing stone jeans. Yes, with an eyes
1: on sweater and uh, crap yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah very much. And, very and much so. uh, yeah, it
2: was. It was like this. It was like okay, this was the the last gasp of the eighties. It seemed to me, and yeah, it was it was great. Uh, and the um, the interior shots of the tent. Yes. Man, that was really cool stuff. It was like, you know, have you ever seen the Five Thousand Fingers of Doctor?
1: Yes, yes.
2: It yes. was like that. It was like it was like uh, Doctor Seuss meets, you know, clowns meets whatever, and you know, meets the eighties. Right. Was-
1: <laughs> yeah, there was something very surreal about the film that I really really liked. It was very much um, uh, whoever did the set designs. Was was spot on. I mean, it could could you imagine being the guy like that comes in? All the, right,
2: it was the brothers. Uh, it says here that um, while the Chiodo brothers were well known as special effects artists, much of the special effects work was carried out by other artists, allowing the brothers to focus more on their production duties. However, the brothers did personally construct the miniature set. Or the Clownzilla sequence. So, oh wow,
1: wow! There you go. Look at that. Now that's and that's pretty cool. Now I will tell you this: uh, when uh, uh, Becky and I went to Universal Studios year before last for the Halloween uh, Horror Nights, one of the mazes they had was a Killer Clowns from Outer Space maze.
0: Oh, awesome! It was
1: really cool, and and you go through. This one part of the maze that's got all these, uh, you know, uh, cotton candy orbs kind of swinging back and forth, almost like you know uh, uh, punching bags, and you know clowns would jump out from between them. But it was very well done, and it really it reminded me so much of wow. I remember looking at that movie and going, that set design was like amazing, and it was so spot on and so creative. And it's like to be able to put yourself in. In a mindset of, okay, we're looking at a extraterrestrial circus tent that is home to all of these killer clowns, uh, hell bent on uh, taking uh, humanity and making them into food. What would that look like? And they they nailed it. They absolutely nailed it hundred yeah. percent. I thought the and Also, and, it was go ahead. It was ahead.
0: very TARDIS like. Because it was yeah. obviously bigger on the inside oh, than yeah. on the outside. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. It it was just such a, a big, uh, the, the set felt way, way bigger than the outside looked. And I thought that was great. And I do have to say the opening sequence with the guy and his dog was like, it was yeah. classic, <laughs> classic cheesy horror. That is like the most perfect setup you could possibly ever do. It's like a guy and his dog. And then there it is.
2: What in turn, Nation? Nation, yep. that guy has been in, like, you know, Michelle looked him up. he had been in, like, every, you know, Rifleman, you know. Right, uh, right. Uh, every Western uh, TV series from the, from the late 50s through the 60s. I mean, yeah. he had been in, like, a ton of them.
1: You know, well, I think, and he probably has said that one line like 18 million times. I think what oh, incarnation sure. is probably <laughs> his, his, his was, signature, his signature line.
2: <laughs>
1: like he didn't have to do much; just just bring, bring
2: him on the set and let, let him go and do his thing.
1: Right. <laughs> now, one of the things I did love about this was that the storyline, honestly, is one of the most classic storylines. If you take out all of the big elements, like if you take out the clowns, right? If you take out the 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 uh, the core of the premise, which is the killer clowns, right? Isn't it pretty much the standard horror film boilerplate uh, thing it's, for a movie?
2: It, it it's uh, I would say it's 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 almost the same as the Blob.
1: Absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent.
0: Oh, including the the rivalry for the girl? Sure.
1: Yeah. Well, it's that's like, I mean, but that's like that was part of that whole 50s genre because they were catering to a teenage audience, which is why they made such amazing films like I Was a Teenage Werewolf with Michael Landon. It's like, you know, it's it, honestly if you break it down to its barest component, I Was a Teenage Werewolf is a horror film about puberty. Yeah, It really is. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it that way and that's one of the things that I love about older, cheesier horror, like, you know, like the blob, like, uh, the deadly mantis, like the tarantula, like all those great fifties, uh, nuclear era horror films was, there was always that core element of, uh, you know, those high school kids who discover something and, and there there's always that interplay those meddling kids exactly it's like a it's like Scooby Doo for god's sakes so well, that's thing the, the chase I love about sequence it. was
2: like Scooby Doo
1: <laughs> oh yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs>
2: you know i'll be honest with you guys um uh i've done chase sequences in the theater and 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 i refer to it. okay now we're going to do Scooby Doo okay everybody oh, nice. <laughs> very good
1: yeah Seriously. like But you know what? That's what a great visual reference. Well, everybody
2: knows what the hell I'm talking about. You know?
1: (laughs) Yep. Exactly. Okay,
2: sure. This is where we start chasing each other. You know? All
1: right. So let me pose this question because this is something I've thought about ever since I've seen the movie, like 18 million times is I'm sure that there is no uh, leftover footage that they shot everything. But if there could be a director's cut of this movie, with, like, say, an additional 25 minutes of footage, what would you want to see added into this film that would take at, it to a new level?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's been made, uh, Dan. Uh, I'm looking, it says, on April 9th, 2018, Arrow Films released their special edition Blu-ray of Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the release was newly restored with interviews, documentary features, clown auditions, <laughs> bloopers, <laughs> deleted scenes, a double-sided poster that features the original theatrical poster, as well as art by Sarah Deck wow. and more. So, yeah, it's there.
1: Well, it's uh, there. apparently, uh, well, how much? how many more minutes of footage did they add? I don't know, Dan. <laughs> I, I wanna know I wanna it. know numbers. I need numbers, Pat. <laughs> I'm like a I'm like a film accountant. I need to see the hard, raw data. But I mean, but like extended scenes. That for me would be like that would be key because there's so many things I would like to see. I wanna see more backstory like we were talking about. Like I would like to see more backstory on the police chief. I would like to see more backstory on the clowns for God's sakes. Like I why they came to Earth in the first place is what I wanna know. Why why'd they land here? That's, that's all that's I got. It. <laughs>
2: again. It doesn't matter because it doesn't matter.
1: It really doesn't. But uh, the only thing
2: that we know is that there was some kind of weird clown hieroglyphic.
1: Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> See, I would go back and add that to the film, like the opening credits. Now, speaking of the opening credits, let's talk for a second about the soundtrack. The 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 primary yes. songs oh, by, by the Dickies. By the Dickies, Killer Clouds from Aerospace, which, honestly, is a great song, all and, on its own.
2: Yeah, I mean, when it came on, Michelle and I were just like, okay, we're in the 80s, man. We're <laughs> in, like, man. It was like, <laughs> it, it was like uh, and, and again, it was referencing early 80s, which oh, I, yeah. I found really you know, it wasn't like they were moving on to the next decade at all. Oh no, <laughs> you know?
1: no, they were um, entrenched. They were yeah. Entrenched. It was
2: like it was like a, kind of a, a hybrid of Devo or something. Uh, you know,
1: kind of like Devo meets the Sex Pistols, kind of meets just that that yeah. raw New Wave punk. Yeah, yeah, thing. it was fun, it, man. It was, it was, was a, totally
2: fun. It was
1: a great, great song. I mean, and the Dickies <laughs> have been around forever. Sure. And mm-hmm. I don't think they've really been known for anything other than this song. At least in my book, I I didn't know anything I, about I, it until the, I heard the. I movie. had
2: no I had no reference. I I didn't I didn't know this song. I didn't know any of it. No. Yeah, I, like I said, this whole this whole film, everything about it. You know, I was in a different world at that time, so right, I didn't. Right. This this was this was like found treasure for me. <laughs>
1: yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's I I think that it that it's even today, you know, uh 2021, that this film still holds up as a a very very cult uh classic film much like Oh yeah, yeah. much like Rocky Horror. You know, yes, it's dated and yes, it's got there are elements that are uh you know, that you would look at, oh my god, it's it's 1980 I would, all over. I, again.
2: I I would I would pay money and go to see this film in a drive-in.
1: Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding? Oh yeah. Totally. That would be a great, a great midnight show. The a classic midnight show. Which I think all of us it's are a... too old to stay up for anyway, but but uh, <laughs> it would have to be a nine o'clock show, which is like the midnight anyway. So but now, all right, so let me pose this. Speaking of uh, of uh, features, what would be, in your opinion, and I'm asking this to both of you, what would be the perfect double feature with this film?
0: Killer Tomatoes.
1: Oh, look at you, Jerry, right out of the gate with the Killer Tomato reference. Very good. Pat?
2: Um, Yeah, that or... Um... I
0: can see it playing with Rocky Horror too. It
2: could. Yeah, it 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 it, it could. <laughs> like that'd be the opening. You know where I was where, where I was thinking of not going is the as, comet is going with another oh, cloud motif and doing like say it, you know. Oh, okay. But All right. but no, no, I, I I don't want to do that because it it is operating under a different set of, of aesthetic um, rules, if you will. Uh, yeah, you know, it really wants to scare you. Uh, this, this is like, <laughs> this is, this is to, to have some kind of enjoyment about, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. Killer tomatoes. That's a good one. Uh, death race 2000. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know,
0: and, 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 um, have you seen night of the comet pad? No.
2: Maybe that is another good one. Maybe that's our next movie.
0: Well, it's uh, I don't remember the name, but it's it's like from a famous B movie um uh producer, and there's this one actress that's in just about every one of his movies, and she's like an iconic B actress. Oh, okay. And she was like in um um, the Ramones movie, uh, Rock and Roll High School. She was prin- um, Principal Tovar. And oh,
2: yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's uh, well from Roger Corman's uh, stable. Um, yeah. I
0: well, don't. Is it a Roger Corman? I I don't know. I don't remember. I just remember it's it's a it's oh, a very 80s movie.
1: Out. Was, uh, was a Roger Corman well I think, oh, okay. I think Rock and Roll High School would be a great double feature for that film
0: yeah
2: I would, I would. I own, know, it doesn't have to necessarily be
1: horror oh you Oh,
2: yeah I own that, that <laughs> oh, no, I've got it <laughs> wow. PJ O'Rourke PJ yep. O'Rourke yeah and in uh, her full
1: wait. 80's hair and PJ O'Rourke PJ Souls right PJ Souls, PJ right. Souls, right? PJ O'Rourke was a writer. I yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah All okay. right, Sorry. You, you scared me for a minute. I was going, wait, I don't remember him being in this. Well,
0: Pat, you you were saying you have a friend in the movie or something?
2: No, no, I ha- I have a friend who is like a real hardcore Ramones fan, and oh, yeah. uh, and you know he he actually gave me the film so that we could show my daughter Miranda when she was like all of like three years old. (laughs) (laughs) And so she grew up on, on the Ramones and uh, rock and roll high school. (laughs) So we, 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 you know, we, we, we gave her a heavily, uh, a heavy infusion of um, subversion early on in her (laughs) in her upbringing. <laughs> oh,
0: that's I've always been jealous of my girlfriend. Cause she actually got to see Ramones. Oh, in London when they were oh, yeah. brand new. Yeah. She also used to go to Rocky horror in London, the stage play. Could you imagine? I would have filth. loved to have
1: seen that. I would have loved to see yeah. that on stage. That would have been amazing. So,
0: so she's, she's like got all the cred that I don't have. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. It's like
1: there are certain elements like when we were in college that, you know, would have given us way, way much more of a cooler factor, I think.
2: Well, and, I, I still play my uh, plasmatics card every once in a while. Oh, so. yeah,
1: absolutely. In fact, oh, yeah. I, just, I played it the other day. I was talking to somebody about uh, we were talking music and I, I said, well, you haven't really experienced the true epitome of punk unless you saw the plasmatics back in the day. Like at, uh, I always thought it was Mabahay gardens and thank you, Pat, for, uh, for, uh, correcting what I had in, uh, permanently etched in my mind as where I saw that with you. Um,
2: right. Yeah. I was at the, um,
1: uh, was it, it was the Tim Berkeley Parkway? Berkeley. What was it? The keystone. The keys.
0: Yeah. Oh God. I remember the keystone. Yeah. They had some great
2: acts there. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, Dan and I and my brother and we we hooked up with another guy, <laughs> one of my brother's friends. We saw that on on New Year's Eve, Dan's birthday. Uh, I remember because I remember he would talk about it constantly, <laughs> and uh, yeah, to this day, to this day, it's 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 a. Uh, um, I'll never forget it. (laughs) I just one doesn't forget something like that. (laughs) I think we lost Dan again. (laughs) We did. Oh no. Dan, we lost you man. Yeah. We said Wendy O. Williams. He had
0: to go, um, go be by himself for a minute.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. Wendy O. Williams of blessed memory. Yes, she always kind of scared me. She is scary. She she totally <laughs> scary. But but you know what? Um, you know when you when you look back at, at at her. Dan's back. I'm back. You're back. We were Sorry. talking about Wendy O. Williams. You know.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it's that was such a tragic thing because. Uh, I mean, granted, she would never be uh, doing a duet with uh, Michael Bolton or, uh, <laughs> or or Pavarotti or oh, anything no, like no. that. But, but for the time, I mean, she really even I would have to say in some ways, even more so than Johnny Rotten embodied the punk uh, lifestyle. I, I think she really encapsulated what the music was about and the uh the angst and the violence and the aggressiveness, you know. Uh it was one of the more memorable stage performances I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's what I was about to say. And and <clears throat> and while we were saying that, you know, what Jerry's saying <laughs> that that Wendy o. Williams kind of scared him.
1: <laughs> yeah, well she is. She's she's a very intimidating woman. I mean, yeah. number one, she was Probably one of the first uh, of of her genre, the, the the whole punk thing. She was a total hardcore vegan, uh, very much into uh, health and and such. And, and, and like she just, she looked like she'd beat the shit out of you, literally, yeah, like rather yeah. than kiss you.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh, she's she had a soft side too. That that you know, after her career, you know, and and let's let's just be frank you know she she had a lot of uh, emotional slash of course
1: of mental
2: course. challenges that that you know and a lot of that came from from her upbringing but um she, in, in her later years she was she was a uh, um a, an animal rights advocate
1: um, oh didn't know
2: that yeah yeah for from yeah that was her her deal you know until she she passed and, um, I always have a soft spot for her because, you know, she,
1: <laughs> she kind of, she lived on the edge there, you know? <laughs> yeah, she did. She really did. And I mean, and and I think uh, really, she was one of the first, um, women in music. Um, one of the first, also, I, I can't say the first, but one of the first women in music that really, uh, really was a feminine empowerment. I I think she really took command of whatever she did. And she was very aggressive and like, like in, in a lot of ways beat uh, some of the guys at, at their own game. Oh, like, uh, as well. In, yeah, totally. In, in terms of, in terms of stage commandment, like when she walked down that stage, it was her stage without question. It's like, that was her domain. She ruled it with an iron fist and, uh, it, it it was it was really amazing. I mean, I hearken back to my top uh, five shows, live uh, musical performances of all time that I thought were phenomenal, and Plasmatics are always there in the top, at least in the top three, if not the number one. I always
0: thought she could kill the alien barehanded.
1: Oh, are you kidding? Yeah, of course no, she would. Yeah. Or at she least with the
2: chainsaw, you know? Yeah, right?
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what, when she busted out that chainsaw oh, and, no, we cut, were... and cut up that guitar on stage while it was still plugged in, I was like, oh my gosh. It, there, it was so ridiculous, but so heavy metal at the time. It was like <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't awesome. get more heavy metal.
2: It was awesome. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, we yeah, I mean to this day I, I kind of still have a, a a buzz, you know from from remembering that.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean it I was when, when that show that was, was
2: over. <laughs> when, when that show was over, we were we were gobsmacked. I mean it was yeah, like, we couldn't
1: move. We couldn't we, really move. We were it was like, like, what holy the shit.
2: fuck was that? My God.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like we had witnessed we had witnessed something so monumental. You know, almost almost like uh like after a, a bomb goes off in a major city. You're sitting in the wreckage of it going, what did what just happened? Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> you know? And Wendy O'Williamed. We
1: we were yeah, we and, wowed. And, and, and I and I think the thing that was probably the most uh poignant to me was not only was the It was such an assault on your senses overall, like the music, the lights, the stage, the costumes, like the, to me, Richie Stotts, uh, one of the most unlikely guitar gods ever in the history (laughs) of the world. With a blue mohawk wearing a nurse's uniform yeah. and huge <laughs> platform shoes, and he's like six foot five anyway. He yeah. was almost seven foot tall, yeah, wearing these platforms, walking around stage with a goofy ass makeup on and, just and a doing flying these weird V poses guitar, yeah. And a flying V guitar. And it's like it was just like, oh my God, I didn't I didn't know rock could <laughs> B that I can only imagine it must have been like seeing Alice Cooper in 1973 well, that, The height I mean, of them
2: what I really liked about it too is you know and they had a they had a a, a black bass player with a mohawk you know yeah, and it's yeah, like absolutely. it was an
1: integrated band I was like
2: whoa you don't <laughs> you just don't see this
1: you know yeah, the, o- the only thing they needed was a midget keyboardist sure that would have set the <laughs> whole thing that would have that would have made it for me I would have uh I think I would have died and gone to heaven <laughs> if that happened. But it was, it was really, it was great. Now, with that in mind, I think uh, the Plasmatics could have done the soundtrack for Killer Clowns. They sure could have. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. Could have. Think, at least, least the outro. Yeah, right? They could have done the whole, the last scene just, or done yeah, some yeah, of the just, musical interviews. Right? They
2: could have played Butcher Baby at the end of that.
1: There you go. Butcher <laughs> Baby would be a very good, a very good song. You know, I, 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 well, number one, I love how we transitioned from killer clowns from outer space to the plasmatics, but that was the same, kind of the same, uh, same vibe. Yeah, totally. I mean, at the end, for sure. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, all in all, that, the bottom line here is Killer Clowns is a great, very film.
2: clever, cl- clever movie. I like that the
1: the only way to kill them was to
2: <laughs> shoot their nose. Their nose. <laughs> their nose.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder how whether that was like a hail mary throw. You know what I mean? It's like. Well, how the hell do we kill these things? I don't know. What what, what do we we take their popcorn (laughs) away? Do we do we make them eat their own? Imagine
2: being in in like you know with uh, uh, a fly on the wall with the three brothers, you know, talking through this movie. They they probably have like you know, uh, you know, a twelve pack between them. You know, oh my god, and and go well. What if we did this? Yeah. What? What?
1: what, How about this? What do you think about this? And like I I can only imagine it must have been like. on a, on a much smaller scale when they were doing nightmare before Christmas and they didn't even have a script. Danny Elfman just started making up songs. He, if you watch this documentary that's on uh, the Disney plus channel about how they made these movies, it's like, Holy crap. that There's a major motion picture. They didn't have a script, but Danny Elfman had these songs and his girlfriend wove it into the script. And I can only imagine. Really? These, I had no yeah. idea about that. Oh my God! It's brilliant. That's it's one of like, my favorite films. Absolutely. Well, that's and, one we and, should, and, we should and, all. And I'll, I'll throw.
2: I'll, I'll, I'll throw uh, my my uh, celebrity card here uh, out. Oh, um, one of uh, uh, one of the fellows that I, I I work with here in St. Louis now is uh well, I have worked with him and I consider him a friend now. Actually. Uh, or, or a working friend, okay? Right, is, uh, right. Uh, is um, Ken Page, who played Oogie Boogie. Oh, he was the voice for Oogie Oof. Boogie, who sang the song. Oh, snap! Wow. And yeah, you know, well, he's got he's got total Broadway cred. He was uh, the the Grisilda or whatever of the in Cats, the original. He was right, he was right. in the original. Um, uh, uh, ain't misbehaving, um, right?
1: Right? Wow, so, he's
2: got some serious cred. Yeah, totally, totally. He's a great. He, he, he's just um, uh He's got a fabulous voice. My God. Oh yeah, Ken it says, Page. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it, it's
0: it's odd because it, well my my kids and I all love the movie, but we we bring up Oogie Boogie all the time. Uh, lately, lately, he does, I know. Uh, go ahead. Well, I was just saying lately it's because I've got the pet bearded dragons. We're talking about Oogie Boogie being full of bugs. Oh, <laughs> just Oh God. Gotcha,
1: put them you, in gotcha. there
0: and let the dragons eat them. But,
1: right. Right. Oh, funny. No, I was
2: about to say that, that, uh, Oogie Boogie, uh, Ken, Ken's still milking the Oogie Boogie. I mean, he he really, yeah. I mean, uh, every, well, pre COVID, uh, every year, uh, they would play, um, the, uh, they they would show the movie at the Hollywood bowl and Danny Elfman and Ken page and, and other stars would, would do a live singing. Oh, uh, he would also, How I mean, fun. every once in a while, you know, there, there would be like a, like a, like a cruise um, out of Florida that would have a Nightmare Before Elm Street. Uh, not that one, but Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, That's theme. a mashup I would watch. <laughs> yeah, really. I can
1: would totally No,
0: that. There's a movie there. There Being is a on movie. a boat where it's been taken over by the
1: two movies, <laughs> right? <laughs> nightmare Before Elm Street. Oh, the cruise! God. Could you could you <laughs> even imagine? Well, I, I, Robert England. So, so
2: just just to, just going on a cruise in general sounds like a nightmare to me. There's no way I would want to be on a.
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you something. I'll, I will tell you something. I've been on four four or five cruises and they're actually really wonderful. I've never been on like a carnival cruise to Mexico, which I hear is just, it's like going to the largest frat party you can imagine on a life raft. Yeah. Yeah.
2: that's I don't want to go on. (laughs) I, I
1: don't really want to do that. I mean, I've, I've done the South China seas. I've gone to Alaska and there it's actually, it's, one of the coolest damn things you'll ever do in your life. So well, don't well discount I would the like to do, uh,
2: uh, yeah. Uh, go, going to Alaska sounds great because, you know, uh, I, I'd like to see like whales and stuff like that. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, and Moose. zombie toes. And, and zombie uh, yes, toes. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> you, can't, you can't not go to Alaska and have a, a severed human toe put in a drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's obvious. If you haven't done that, you have obviously missed the point of going to Alaska. <laughs> which, it, which is still that's o- honestly one of the highlights of my entire life. So is, you, so yeah,
2: is that is that something you just checked off on your bucket list? <laughs> is
1: that- Oh yeah. Are you kidding? It's like I didn't even know it was on my bucket list until I got there. It was like it was like we pull in this little mining town, and it had uh, I can't remember the name of the saloon, but. They had a little flyer at the hotel we were staying at and it said, oh, yeah, you know, you, you're going to want to go over to the blah, blah, blah saloon where the home of the infamous Sour Toe Cocktail was around. I'm going, Sour Toe Cocktail, what is this? So I start reading about it. and Oh, yeah, it's a it's a human uh, mummified toe that they stick into a shot of whatever. Uh, alcohol you have, and uh, you drink it down. And I'm I'm member number ten thousand three hundred eighty four or something like that. Who's done this? So, my claim to fame, ladies and gentlemen,
0: zombie toe. <laughs> you <come> the-
1: <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, it's you know what it's it's one of those things where not everybody will want to do that in their entire lifetime, but. I highly recommend it to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> At least once in your life, I'm sure. But I mean, here's the thing: so the right story.
2: Dan, does that does that uh, give you the ability to go toe to toe with anybody?
1: Oh, wow. dude, dude! That was seriously that was horrible. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Jerry. No, but you, you know what? Here's the thing, and. I looked at it this way. I go, how often am I in the, am I in the Yukon? Right. So I'll, I'll probably never get back up to the Yukon again. And how often are you invited to have someone put a severed human toe in your shot glass that you drink? (laughs) So two things, two things at once. You just knock right off the list. I think it's, I think it's amazing. And you know, uh, I don't think you can do that here in the in uh, California. I don't think you can actually use the seven body part. Or, yeah, or, or in they they most it. of
2: the other United States. Yeah,
1: I, I don't think... I, well, maybe in Nevada. Maybe in Nevada, <laughs> Nevada you can do that. But, <laughs> or Florida. But, yeah, Florida, possibly. Uh, definitely uh, uh, Utah is straight out. You can't do anything <laughs> like that in Utah. But, but I think that it, it does have possibilities if I started a theme restaurant like... Uh, <laughs> A dismember mama or something. <laughs> but yeah. So again, funny how we got from uh, killer clowns from outer space to a severed toe in your shot glass. I don't know, <laughs> don't know how it happened,
0: but it, it seems like the, the, the perfect, um, it
1: was combo. a natural progression. It was a natural <laughs> progression. <laughs> it's like, it's like a, a three course meal. We had killer clowns from outer space, the plasmatics, and now the sour toe cocktail cocktail.
2: Well, I was wondering if you could have like maybe a theme restaurant for killer clowns, you know, because they had they had the burger place, right? You know, that was, that's right. The oh, big right. Top. Big, right. Yeah, the big top. but but big make a killer, you know. So so the dessert item would be like cotton candy, and the, the more you eat from it, then you would see like a skull inside of it or something. Oh, right. a big
0: gummy, right.
1: a
2: gummy body.
1: Yeah, there you <laughs> <get> go. <laughs>
0: A mummified gummy body inside the cotton candy.
1: <laughs> well, you know, they did have, uh, there was a pop-up, uh, Tim Burton bar in Hollywood pre COVID of course, uh, yeah. where they had, uh, it was like had all kinds of props from the movie and all kinds of stuff in this bar. Yeah. It was just a pop-up. It only lasted like, I think four or five months. I'm sure it's closed out now, which I should go on and look cause I always wanted to go and never did. But, uh, yeah, that, that that would be a, that'd be a fun. I think a killer clowns from outer space inspired uh, bar and grill. That would
0: be cool. And, and it's you you've made me want a hamburger now.
1: I know, now I want a bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> for God's sakes. It's like a I think I think I need that with a side of cotton candy. <laughs> clowns. By the way, this sauce. is totally off. This is totally off uh off topic, but I'm going to throw it in there anyway since we're talking about uh, bacon cheeseburgers. We have a place here called Slaters 5050, which makes a hamburger from 50% beef and 50% bacon. Oh, now I've had
0: something like that.
1: Now, hold on, it gets better. They have this one, uh, they have it's a PB and J burger, uh
2: huh.
1: But and which it actually you. Put some peanut butter on it, a little bit of jelly with your bacon and your cheese and the burger thing and the lettuce and all that. But here's the kicker. They ask you, do you want that with a scoop of vanilla ice cream on the side? And I'm like, I look at the waitress. I go, what? Are you kidding me? What? She goes, goes, trust me. Get the scoop of vanilla ice cream. And I'm going, you know what, okay, uh, sure. you know, how, how can I say no to that? <laughs> you know, when it comes so highly recommended, like the sourdough cocktail. So I go bring <laughs> on the ice cream. And I said, so now what do I do? Do I put the ice cream on the burger and eat it? She goes, no, much like a wine pairing. She goes, take, take a bite of the ice cream and then follow it with a bite of the burger. And mm. let me tell you something. It, it, it changed my entire world. Wow. It totally huh. changed my entire world. It was the most, it was, you know, it was the perfect combination of you had the sweet and salty with the peanut uh, butter and the jelly and the hamburger and the bacon. And then with the creaminess and the the ice cream, it was like, I'm telling you, it was it was a brave new world, my friend. Welcome to Hamburger uh, yeah. Talk with Dan, Jerry, and Pat.
0: <laughs> you know, um, I, I was just sitting here salivating, that's all. I know,
2: now and, I'm
1: hungry. You know, well, now I'm hungry well,
2: there, I want to go eat something. There was a, I guess on YouTube I was watching, they, they had this basically hamburger clips, you know, of this guy who was a, a chef in in L.A., and I guess he moved to, to New York. Or, anyways, it's, this whole thing was going all over the United States, going to the the best burger
1: oh plant. like the best burger joints
2: yeah 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 and just and and, and also making these most these like outrageous burgers you know right uh, you know that are a foot tall you know
1: well i will <laughs> say i will say this the the probably the most decadent hamburger i ever had it cost me 75 bucks
0: Holy mackerel!
1: Was in was in Las Vegas, of course. Of course, oh, yeah. And it was a a third pound of Wagyu hamburger. There you go. With super thick cut applewood smoked bacon, had half a lobster tail <laughs> on the burger. Caviar. And then, you know, of course, your, your lettuce to pick as a the whole thing. It so you right. had the surf and turf. Um. <laughs> it was, it was a surf and turf. Now, was it, was it the most amazing hamburger I've ever had? Absolutely not. But at least I can sit there and say, I spent 75 bucks on a hamburger in Las Vegas. <laughs> that had a lobster tail on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Not quite as good as the Slater's 50-50 uh, burger with the ice cream. Probably, uh, probably not,
2: probably not,
1: yeah, not not a lot compares to that experience. I'll tell you what, much like a fine wine pairing, I think anytime you can do a pairing of hamburger and ice cream, that would put me in a coma. <laughs> it probably would. Honestly, it probably I'm would. Pre-diabetic. I'm pre-diabetic. That would put me in a coma. Oh yeah, you would be post-diabetic after that. You would be like, you would be, you I'd would be, post- be so cold. far, you would be so far into diabetic, you would have your own zip code there. That's like, that's gonna be huge. Well, so do we agree that our uh, that our next film should be Night of the Comet?
0: I'm, I'm up for it. I'm
2: game.
1: It's it's fun. It's a zombie it. movie.
2: Yeah, I haven't kind. seen it, so
1: I want to see it. I haven't seen it in probably easily 25, 30 years.
2: Well, it came out in 1984. I, I
1: looked Well, it up. there you go. There you yeah. go. So that would be uh, perfect. Uh, it's a George Orwellian film. Not really, but I just <laughs> 1984. I just had what? to throw the reference in there.
0: Um, have you guys been watching WandaVision at all?
1: No. You know, Becky and I made it through like the first 15 minutes of an episode of WandaVision, then we looked at each other and went, This is the most retarded thing I've ever seen.
0: Oh, and no, stopped watching no. it.
1: Oh you did, okay. and now you're you're gonna be the second person who's told us to give it a chance.
0: Well, it's because it, it is two not episodes. what it seems. Oh, it's not okay. All it right. is not what it
1: seems, and right. it gets very dark. You are the you are the second person who has told us to go back and give it a chance.
0: But the only thing is, though, and this is I think this is a problem it has. It is very interwoven with all the other. Um, Marvel, uh, Marvel stuff
1: filmed. Okay, all right. Because somebody told me what the premise was. At first, I did not recognize who Wanda was, and yeah. then when they told me, I go, "Oh, well, that makes sense." And the Ultron, you know, the Age of Ultron, uh, the uh, also, whoever the other guy is.
0: Apparently, it's tying in the X Men with the Oh uh, really? Oh. With, with the, um,
1: Avengers.
0: the Avengers. The Avengers. I, okay. Thank you.
1: Oh, interesting. Well, you know what? Uh, we will go back and give that a uh, a second Only look. Only if
0: you're into that stuff.
1: No, like, we, we, um, we started watching. Actually, here's one of the interesting things about Disney+. Plus. They've got all the Avengers movies, right? Yeah. And all the superhero movies, but they give you an option. You can either watch them, you know, uh, a la carte, like if you want to pick a movie and do that. You can watch them in cinematic release order. Or you can actually watch it in the chronological timeline order.
0: That's the way I watched them.
1: Yeah. So we got halfway through Captain Marvel and turned it off. We were falling asleep through it. It was so boring. It's like, (laughs) I just could, I mean, you know, the, the lead girl was really cute, but it couldn't carry the film. It just was killing me.
0: Well, if you're, if you're not into it, I would say, don't bother with, with Wandavision, but if you're really invested in the whole,
1: well, I love, universe. I love the Avengers. I love the Avengers. I just was not was not down with Black Panther and was not down with uh, Captain Marvel. Okay, oh, did I you loved
2: like Black Panther? Oh my god!
1: Did you? Yes. Oh, dude. I got halfway through that movie and I'm going. I I could not click the button to shut this thing down fast enough. Really? I was like, <laughs> oh, it was it was honestly. There have been very few films. Uh, with the with the notable exception of the Gong Show movie, where I was like, "This this thing can't end fast enough. It's killing me. It is literally killing me to sit here and, and watch that movie." I loved it. I loved it. Did you really? Yeah, See, I, this my, is
0: my favorite one out of all of them. Is Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange was a good movie. So Doctor Strange was good. Apparently, so that one of the new ones coming out is another Doctor Strange. Oh. And this Wanda Vision apparently has a lot to do with that movie. It's kind of, it's kind of with, prequeling into it with Benedict oh. I Cumberbatch.
2: With, yes, yes, anything with him is is pretty damn good. <laughs> oh yeah, you know it's I I still going.
0: haven't seen the last episode he did of um, of uh, Sherlock Holmes. Because oh. I didn't want it to end,
2: yeah. And
0: so I've been saving it, yeah. <laughs> which is That's, stupid. No,
2: no, no. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, Michelle and I obviously, you know, are 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 uh, big fans because he's got great theater chops. Um, yeah. And so, you know, we, we in fact we just saw him in uh, Henry the Part Two plays Richard the Third, and then then we'll see him in right. Richard the uh, Third. I've seen him play Hamlet at, uh, at the uh, um, on the National Theatre of Great Britain. Um, yeah, he's just he's, he's he's damn good, man. What can I say?
1: Well, please oh, tell oh, me Jerry. you guys have seen him on Graham Norton.
2: Yes, I've seen him on those. He's yeah.
1: he's brilliant. Yeah, the, yeah, those are so so much fun. Yeah, And he's such a good sport. He's such a good sport.
2: I agree. Sport. I agree. Um, hey, Jerry, um, you mentioned that you um, – uh, what was it? We're talking about The Tempest, right? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So, so a couple of things uh, specifically for you and, and maybe something that we could watch – uh, next time not after night of the comet but uh a couple of things so julie taymore who directed the tempest that you like yeah. uh-huh yeah. Um, she also directed um across the universe have you seen that film i love that movie oh that was the uh the thing yeah yeah she directed that one i just wanted to that 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 Throw that crossed out there. my mind, you know, the other day, actually. It's like, oh, yeah, Jerry really liked that. Okay. And then um, I was thinking maybe we could watch Macbeth. And oh, interesting. The best, which
1: which version? The which best version?
2: version is the one with Patrick Stewart as Macbeth. I, okay. I, almost,
1: I almost thought you were going to say the best version was with Patrick Swayze. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that came to my mind. I'm going. I'm going. I would watch that.
0: <laughs> hey, you Did know, you my like, favorite uh, movie with Patrick Swayze was Two Wong Fu. Oh yeah,
1: and, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: my, my girlfriend absolutely loves Patrick Swayze and didn't know anything about this movie, so I have to get <laughs> her to watch it.
1: I, I made it. I made it through about three quarters of the movie. I, I actually, I was, I was enjoying Patrick Swayze as, uh, as a transvestite. Right. And, and uh, John Leguizano. Uh, yes, actually. Yeah. John Leguizano was great. It was, it was very, very funny. And of course, uh, is it Wesley Snipes? It's Wesley, yeah, Snipes, right? yeah, it's Wesley yeah. Snipes. Yeah. Wesley Snipes. And right. Robin yeah. Williams had that great little part. Yes. Yes, he did. And it was very good.
0: Uh, then, then Robin Williams also played in another movie where he was gay, but he had to pretend not to because of a wedding.
2: Oh, it's oh bird cage. No. Yeah, bird I cage. love that yes. one too. Well, that's actually, a remake. Yeah, well, yeah that's, that's a, a remake La, from La, cage, the La
1: cage Fault, Yeah, La Cage Fault. Which actually, uh, our good friend oh. Mike McShane was in the stage version.
0: That's right. Look, uh, you know, I I remember seeing the French version of that with that Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: That that came out in the late 70s actually. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: But um yeah, uh, the, the, <laughs> we're getting off into the <laughs> yeah, we right are way, way, out we there, way. There, but, but the, 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 we the, are way the out um there. Patrick Stewart Macbeth. That's the scariest Macbeth I've seen. All right.
0: And he doesn't we'll send, say be me up uh, at all.
2: Yeah, no. No, there's no. I think you'll no, Dan, not. I think you will like this one too, actually. All
1: right. So I'm, I'm up for it. I'm up for let's it. Let's
2: do that one maybe after Night of the Comet.
1: Yeah, okay. let's let's we'll put those in the uh in the wait list. So we'll do Night of the Comet will be our next film, which we'll probably uh uh you guys will use for your uh uh Siler uh night at the movies. Family review. Film Fest, yes. Family Film Fest, which is great. Uh I, I think it's a great I think it's a great film to watch. It would be great for me much like you Jerry. It's like it'll be a revisit for me having not seen it in 30 years. So it'll it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch it cuz I've I've heard so many great things about it uh since I first saw it and then re- didn't realize how many other um directors credit that as being uh sort of pivotal in their filmmaking.
0: Oh yeah, it's uh yeah. It's interesting in how how many people have been influenced by what is basically a really silly movie.
1: It's really silly. It's it's almost as silly as Killer Clowns as far as premise. <laughs> it's a paper thin premise. Oh,
2: almost. Well, I can't wait to see it now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think actually I think you would enjoy it. It's not it's not a slapstick har 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 kind of uh, uh, film by any means, but it's it's actually. It's you actually care about the characters, yeah. You do. And it's it's got a solid it's got a solid script. I think I I I I, I think so too. What I remember,
0: they they could make a serious movie out of it, but I'm so glad that they didn't.
1: Yes, exactly, (laughs) exactly. Well, very cool. That'll be that'll be great. I I I feel good. I think we've covered all the topics today, from killer clowns from outer space to the plasmatics to. Uh, severed human toes uh, to <laughs> hamburgers and ice cream to Broadway. Uh, we uh, to Wong Fu. We've covered everything. I think we we have. I don't it's a think solid we show. Added, <laughs> it's a solid show. We could not have added one more thing to this show. I don't think it's so jam packed.
0: Oh, I think so too, and that's a good well, place to. To to
1: throw in the 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 what is it the pre recorded thing about where they can talk to us? Yeah,
0: well the the outro
1: the outro, the outro. is
0: coming now.
1: Is this where you tell them? Uh, <laughs> How to, how to get this, a hold of us. This
0: is where you talk over
1: the ending. Oh, this is where I talk Yeah, where, where <laughs> you're <laughs> talking right now, Dan. Of course. <laughs> As we are off to do.
0: Thank you for joining us here on the newly resurrected Zombie Beach Podcast. Remember, you can send us feedback via our website, either at dotzom.com or zombiebeachpodcast.com. They both go to the same place. Just look for the button that says message. Push it. Record. We get it. It's that easy. And please don't forget to give us a review on the podcast platform of your choice. Really, it helps us a lot, and it encourages us to keep going. Thank you, and take care. And, and we need that encouragement, really. We?
1: we do, yeah. Because, well, we need encouragement to stop talking because obviously we, we don't stop on the appropriate time.